This episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a set of 10 uniquely beautiful diamond rings, and they're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com. This exciting collection of truly unique limited edition diamond engagement rings is available now only at BlueNile.com. Welcome, everybody, to the Locked on Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Pete Zayas. Pete, so the plan, I think, for this one that makes the most sense is to just kind of sleepwalk through about 22 of this kind of 30-minute show and then and then really hit the, hit the gas pedal in the last seven minutes or so. What do you think? For one, so long as we get the W, but... <laughs> I don't think either of us are trying to play 42, 45 minutes every night like LeBron is against bad teams. We got to stop doing this, man. This is this is uh, bad for us long term. I'm actually, despite the win, I'm glad we got the win just and five game winning streak. But uh, yeah, we we've got to turn it up, man. OKC just scored on us over and over and over again in the paint. They killed us on the glass, man. And these types of minutes on LeBron's legs, man, they're not good. They're just not yeah. good. I uh, so today's show, I want to talk about Wesley Matthews' professionalism. Uh, I want to talk about the defense that you just talked about. While AD, if he does miss some time with the tendinosis that he has, and uh, according to Jen, tendinosis is just basically like a more chronic form of tendinitis. So it that what it doesn't sound is 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 particularly pleasant. Uh, so I, I think it makes some sense for AD to to sit a little bit and get right. And then the last thing, if we if we have enough time to get to it, is uh, I thought Montrez Harrell having him for this kind of game, like winning this kind of game, is kind of why you you know for those who were fans of Harrell versus Ibaka in that Harrell Ibaka debate, like this is this is a a card that you can have in your back pocket. Uh, so that's all the stuff that we can get to. I actually do want to spend some time though on this concept of. You know, they're trying to conserve energy, but it, it you're not accomplishing that goal if you're then going to overtime against lesser teams. So like <laughs> it's just it's this it's this idea where you know they 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 have this notion of doing exactly what it takes to win on any given night, but like this is one of those wins. It's like, yes, it's a win in the win column, but feels a little lossish. If that makes sense, it absolutely does, and so did the Detroit game. And yeah. the the thing about games like this is that I don't think it's a matter of them trying to conserve energy. I think there's a great deal of struggling to care mm-hmm. about a game against OKC at home. I think, against it, and Detroit. there's no, yeah, and there's no look like there's no judgment call. On that, I would love for them to give a crap about every game, right? Um, that's just what I see. Like when you watch our body language, right? When mm-hmm. you just like watch particular players, and I know what they're capable of, and right, what they look like when they're really juiced up and ready to go and ready to like 
really go to battle. And this, it's just not what it looked like. It's one of the reasons why, despite a five and 16 night, I thought Kuz kind of like stirred us a little mm-hmm. bit, at least in the first half, you know. Oh, that bench and, totally changed the game. Yeah. And there's, there's just too many guys right now kind of sleepwalking through a lot of this in ways where that's going to need to change because again, it is taking taking its toll on us but yeah it's i see more just them struggling to muster a certain degree of give a crap and that's why i mean how many points in the paint did we give up especially in the first half i think it was 39 points in the paint mm-hmm. so, something crazy in the high 30s and it's just because 60 points in the paint on the on the night on the right. night and we did tighten it up in the second half right but that's basically the story that we've seen play out of a few times this season they're less of a team that's just going to beat the crap out of you for three quarters and then rest for the last quarter it's uh we don't really care we're not and it's not just not don't care it's like we're not afraid of this team we know exactly how long we have to play hard and well for or how close the score needs to be by the five minute mark of the fourth quarter for us to go ahead and get the win by just turning it on for that period of time. And that's what they've shown them their personality be and to be. And as frustrating as it is, you know, I appreciate them picking up the wins, but I think it's probably going to continue. Yeah. I don't really know if that's something that can be fixed until you lose this kind of a game, right? Until you lose to Detroit, until you lose to OKC and you lose. I mean, we a play OKC again. You think we're not going to play like this again? In Yeah. Right. Months? I mean, it's it's like we say, you know, in those games that in those games like these ones where they've won, right? You and I have been kind of frustrated sitting here looking at this as former coaches and saying, like, actually, this one might have served them better to have lost, right? And 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 by the way, like I think what they could use is not just your typical loss, not like the not not the loss where you have a chance down the stretch or something like that. Like them just getting straight up smacked. Like they kind of they kind of need one of those kind of games to kind of snap them out of this funk that they're in. Um, I want to take a quick second though. Like you said, the amount of just caring I thought was night and day as soon as the bench started coming into this game. So I want to give some credit to those guys who came in starting with a guy who hasn't been a part of the rotation now for a few weeks. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today in a daily podcast, breaking down the biggest news stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. Today's show is brought to you in part by betonline.ag. Use that promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% deposit bonus. Uh, today's game of the day or bet of the day is going to be against the Sacramento Kings. Philly is going into Sacramento and giving up only four and a half points. Yes, Sacramento is playing better. Yes, this technically means Philly is giving up seven and a half uh, but Philly is is one of, in my opinion, the more impressive teams in the NBA right now. They have Ben Simmons back, and and I just think there's there's some good value here uh, to bet on Philly in this one. So if you want to follow me or fade me, your choice. Uh, but you are going to want to do so at BetOnline.ag, and if you use that promo code Locked On, you'll get a 50% deposit bonus. Uh, they have everything, and sure, there is no football right now, but there's a ton of NCAA basketball. There's plenty of NBA basketball, and then we're only a couple weeks away from uh, Major League Baseball spring training kind of kicking off. 
So a ton of action if you're looking for it. Uh, my only request is if you do any kind of gambling, please do so responsibly. One more time, that's betonline.ag. Use that promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% deposit bonus. Wes Matthews is, you know, and has become kind of a target for Lakers fans, right? Myself included. Uh, I, I myself have wondered if he's just kind of toasty at this stage of his career. Uh, but he comes in, gives 26, I thought, good minutes on both sides of the ball. Five of seven from the field, four or five from the three-point range, uh, and, and finishes with a plus 10 on the night. That is second place only to... Uh, Montrez Harrell, who we're going to talk about here in a second. And it's funny. I literally, Pete, got a question in, in yesterday's mailbag asking if I had noticed Matthews kind of sulking on the bench a little bit. And I said that I he's one of those veterans that I don't think you ever have to worry about in this respect. I don't like I've never have you or I heard about him being anything other than just a, a tremendous teammate, really good veteran presence, especially as his career has gone on. And it was kind of perfect timing that I got that question. And then he comes out and plays the way that he did tonight. Yeah. Pros pro, right. Somebody yeah. who stays ready and is hungry and in a game where uh, give a crap and just a, a level of wanting it was really, you know, the, that that is the foundational ingredient for being good at basketball you can't like you can't That's why i'm not good at basketball <laughs> you can't thrive as a team right you can't thrive as a team without that and so guys that have that were at a premium that's why like the first few minutes of that game i was like yo we gotta find dudes tonight that want to play i thought that yeah. maybe maybe kaycock would get some run right like mm-hmm. uh maybe mckinney gets some run and Frank and Vogel uh, chose to stick with the nine man rotation, right? And started Keith, who I thought was the opposite. I thought he was kind of stinky, right? And didn't mm-hmm. play with the requisite amount of, of umph, right? Wes was the total opposite, man. When he came into the game, he changed. There were a couple of possessions where he like got to stop, but everybody like stood around and watched. And so they, the, his guy got the offensive rebound. But if everybody's locked in, mm-hmm. they're cleaning up on the, you know, they're swooping in to get that rebound and we're going the other way. And he just competed and competed and competed. And that's part of the reason why, um, you know, I talked to, Harrison, right? I would give Harrison some, uh, was giving him some crap about his prediction of the Lakers finishing fourth in the West, right? Mm -hmm. And all kidding aside, one of the arguments, and this will go to Trez, who we'll talk about in a bit as, as well, is that like this, these types of games were always going to happen this season, but you've got enough guys where when you're down yeah. a couple of players, AD, AC, these are two of our best players, right? Which isn't to say we shouldn't beat OKC anyway, but that's when you're down those types of guys, a, a real pro can step in like Wes Matthews and have the type of performance that he had tonight. And if he doesn't, we don't win this game, Anthony. We just, this is one that we dropped. So this is why I've been bullish on the Lakers regular season record, despite the fact that we're going to have some nights where we're like, we don't care, where we don't have respect enough respect for the opponent. These are not good things. These are not ex- like excusable things, right? I'm not asking people to accept that. This is, however, a very common thing amongst defending champions. 
is games like this and the ability to still get the win. Like we're in the dog days, man, even in a regular, regular season, like a normal regular season, those games around like January, mid January, when you're kind of these many games through the season Mm -hmm. and you don't, you're not close enough to the end for it to in a few weeks away from the all-star break. These are the dog days, man. And these happen every season on top of all of the other factors that we've been talking about all year. So having pros like Wes being able to step up in games like these, it's just one more win in that column. And we got a few of those guys on this team that are going to give us wins that we wouldn't otherwise get. Yeah. I, I found myself, I mean, it's kind of funny that we're talking about care and energy and and discipline and all that stuff. When in the first segment, you and I both yawned. <laughs> hey man, it's it's all of us, right? It's all of us, and I think it's it's that stretch of the, the season. That's just what we're all dealing with. It, it is, but we gotta pick it up. All of us gotta pick it up, right? Like, and this is something that that we all gotta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other guy I wanted to shout out here, and and I'm I'm gonna go ahead and kind of alter the order of of this show was actually Montrez Harold, and you talked about you know guys who help you win games that you probably don't have any business winning. And I think that's the difference between Ibaka. Like I think, I think Ibaka raises the, the, the Lakers floor, right. Where like more consistent floor, mm-hmm. but uh, Harold gives you an extra dynamic that helps you win nights on nights like this, right. Where 80 is out and Harold can go out there and get you 21 points in eight boards. Right. He finishes the night uh, a plus 15 and, and I just saw it like in a game like tonight where energy is really lacking, like Ibaka, he's, a, he's always been a very good defensive player, but I've never really thought of him as like a, a super energy guy, like a, like a bang your chest, tell everybody to wake the bleep up kind of guy. And I thought that was what Harold really brought in this one. You combine that with Matthews, who, by the way, like just, I, I forgot I was going to make this point while you were talking Matthews made, I thought, one of the most important plays of the night where uh, Darius Baisley, I, he was, they were pronouncing it Baisley, but I've heard other people say Basley. But either way, Darius Baisley brought the ball up and Matthews really pressured him, forced him into the key, and they trapped him in the middle of the key, knocked the ball loose, the Lakers go, and I think LeBron got a layup. Uh, and, and at a time where the Lakers needed to play perfect basketball, like that was a really important stop if you really cared about winning this one. Uh, but I thought, like, to get back to Harold, just, just like this is this is kind of why they got him. This is the this added element to what they can do, where you know it. Everybody doesn't quite have it. He is maybe playing less minutes than he might on on an, a, a more typical, you know, not so deep rotation, and that allows him to be fresh and step in and really change this one. I thought on both ends of the court, like. He ended the game with that block that he sent. You know, it caused a delay in the game because they had to go pick the ball up from Inglewood. I just really enjoyed what what Trez brought to the court tonight. Yeah, you're going to win, just like I was saying, with with Wes and having these types of guys. Trez is right at the top of this list, really, of guys that are going to win you some dog days games that you wouldn't otherwise win because he always brings energy. And on top of that, he can really score the crap out of the ball, man. Yes. Like, you can just give him the ball, and there are – a lot of there are a lot of teams in a lot of lineups in particular, like certain points of the game. Trez is again that third down pass rusher, that guy who's just great at at doing what he does isn't 
isn't the best for every situation. Although I think we're seeing more and more from him on the defensive end, right? And him mm-hmm. being used in, in better circumstances. But he's still like he's not a great defensive rebounder. He doesn't box out. He doesn't always get a hand up. He certainly has flaws to his game. But there are plenty of times during the game where you're like, Yo, those guys don't have anybody who could guard Trez. Right. He's, he's so powerful and ferocious while having such great touch. He made that one shot like he like flung it up from his hip and he he makes all sorts of shots like driving hook was gorgeous. Yeah, and he'll be like contorting and he's got great hands and he's a really talented offensive player in particular with defensive value in the right situations and yeah especially when teams go small and OKC were was down a couple of their backup bigs in particular tonight like you go you look out there and you're like there's no that guy has no chance to guard Montrez mm-hmm. Harrell and Ibaka isn't that type of player and I actually like Ibaka quite a bit but Me Ibaka too. is more of that like old man game who's gonna be kind of this is the type of type of season time of the season where he's in that malaise as well trez you never got to worry about that he's going to win us several games because of nights like this absolutely i i just i've actually really come to enjoy his game and actually like with with, uh mark playing as poorly as he did tonight and and he he looks like he's shooting a medicine ball out there like his, his shot uh you know he he for somebody who doesn't look like he gets a, a a ton of lift anyway that ball is barely getting over the rim at this point uh, but you know, with, with AD out and with Gasol playing as poorly as he did, I thought, e- <laughs> this might not be a great Trez game because he's better on the perimeter defensively. But, but again, I, I just think, you know, with, with so many of the Lakers on the court, not appearing to care for as, as long as stretches as they did, OKC kind of also gets lulled into that. And then Trez comes out. And and is that kind of change of pace pitcher who who I don't think OKC was expecting and and I don't think they ever really adjusted to how much harder he was playing compared to every other Laker out there other than maybe Wes. So so it was it was fun to watch. Yeah, it's certainly OKC's got a way better record than they should relative to their talent. But that's because in this year where we've talked so much about not having the juice, not having enough umph, they're a team that brings that every night and they win games like exactly like games like tonight because they play really hard every night and they've got good athletes and they really attack the basket. And, but what Trez provides is that punch back. OKC is always going to punch. They don't have a ton of talent, but they're going to give it everything that they've got. And Trez and Kuz also, they they change the game by kind of punching back. And that's something that, you know, really valuable on a night like tonight. Yeah. They're like, it's this odd, they're not Bash brothers because Kuz isn't like that kind of physical, but, but they are kind of like a, 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 a brothers and, you know, underscore Ash brothers, right. Is, is what I would just call those guys. Cause they bring something and, and it just kind of changes night by night. Uh, so, so, so yeah, the, the Lakers don't win this one without West and without Trez. And, and that's kind of why they went and got, went out and got those guys. Let's take one more second here. When we come back, I want to talk about the defense. Uh, if AD misses a little bit more time here, just to get right, what the Lakers could potentially do beyond just, you know, caring uh, to, to make themselves better defensively than they've been thus far this season without AD. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. This week, Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala 
of Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to Locked On Presents Locked On Feed uh, on the Radio.com app or anywhere you get podcasts. Today's show is brought to you in part by Rock Auto. Head on over to rockauto.com where you will visit a family business that has been doing this for over two decades now. uh, And you are going to find the best collection of parts that you can possibly find on the internet. Uh, It is getting insane. (laughs) The the more high-tech these cars get, the more difficult it is to find the proper part. And that makes it all the easier for the big companies to mark up all of the parts that you might need should anything go wrong with your car well rockauto.com is here to help you avoid all of those kinds of messes uh, as best you can they have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps motor oil Uh, your car needs carpet they have that too whether it's for your classic or daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to cat to navigate quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specs and prices you prefer and most importantly the prices you see are going to be the same for everybody regardless of your driving background so again head on over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck and then write locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So this was not a uh, an offensive juggernaut that the Lakers played tonight in the Oklahoma City Thunder, and it felt for stretches like the Lakers couldn't get a stop if their lives depended on it. Uh, now, part of that is because the, the the Lakers' lives very clearly didn't appear to depend on it. They did not depend on it, no. <laughs> At no point tonight were yeah. lives on the line. <laughs> right. The narrator from Arrested Development, like, <laughs> their lives did not depend on it. Yeah, we will not care about this game in three hours. Yeah. No, I, 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 I'm finding it hard to care about it right now. But the, the – <laughs> but, but the, you know, if – AD because tendinosis, tendinosis, like the fact that they're making that difference known there, right? That it's not just tendonitis, that it's not just a sore Achilles. That they're saying, like, no, this, this thing. And and by the way, if you look at the list of things that AD has been dealing with this year, it kind of might make some sense for them to just give him some time off here. Uh, it's just hard to do that because the defense is predicated and designed on having AD in the lineup, right? So, I mean, if if AD was not, like, my thought, and this is not sourced <laughs> or anything, this is just my thought. If sitting AD for two weeks meant that we were to get a better AD come playoff time, oh, yeah. I don't think yeah. they'd hesitate to do Like, there's nothing that can happen in a couple of weeks span right now. Absolutely right. That, you know what I mean? That that would matter too much. Like, oh, we need AD right now to no. hold our defense to get absolutely. Like, we could lose every single game from now to then. And if AD was better come playoff time, you mm-hmm. do it, right? I just don't know if that's the right. Like, I've heard from some of the medical people I've spoken to is that like sitting too long actually causes it to backslide a little bit right Mm -hmm. like you want to have some degree of act you don't want overuse but you don't want to be off of it as well right so there's it's a matter of like timing when he plays and when he doesn't yeah that they had him out there shooting tonight and and according to billy mack he broke a pretty nice sweat while he was out there getting some shots in so that actually makes a ton of sense 
Um, I'm just saying, I, I when I say that, like, you know, sitting him now versus whatever and what that does to the defense, like if they do sit him, are there any things that you can that you can think of from a basketball perspective that would that the Lakers could do combinations to avoid and and stuff like that to to make the defense less susceptible while AD is out? The combinations to avoid is exactly exactly where I wanted to go with that. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can have Keith and Mark on the court at the same time. Yeah, like we did with the starters. They're so slow. <laughs> They're so slow and unathletic yeah. in your front court, right? Especially in in these games where you know LeBron's not playoff LeBron for the whole game as great as he was tonight right like mm-hmm. in that first half he barely played any defense at all right so if Keith is slow Mark is slow and we're playing a bad team and LeBron is cruising as he well should yeah right that's a bad combination so we need if if Mark's on the court Keith shouldn't be and vice versa those are the types of, and even if that means you know with Mark's passing and ability to space the floor I think that again, this is not ideal, but it's better than Mark and Keith. You could mm-hmm. go to some Mark and Trez lineups, which is not common these days, right? To have two bigs in a sense, but Trez is in a lot of senses, especially defensively, is a four. He's a perimeter player. He's somebody that can play alongside Mark in that respect, right? And it just it, that would be my like second least favorite lineup. But if it's between that and having Mark and Keith on the floor at the same time, I'm going to, I'm going to choose that every time. So that's the main thing that I, I want to avoid. What about you? What do you think that we should be doing in AD's absence? Well, I mean, like, you, you know, when I asked you about this topic before the show, you basically said like care, right. And that, you know, that's, that's the big one. Uh-huh. I would, I would completely agree with you on, on that front. Uh, but but yeah, the 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 eight the uh, Marcus Hall and Keith pairing, like I understand why Vogel did that with Keith tonight, right? Because he's been out of the rotation, and eventually the the veteran, like while while we said what we said about uh, West, and I don't think Keith is the kind to really you know make waves in the locker room either. Eventually, like you do want to throw a veteran a bone while they've been out of the rotation for as long as they have. I personally would probably like if, if AD is going to miss the next game, I would probably start coups. Uh, even if, you know, you, there were some people who were saying, well, you know, you want to keep that bench unit together and all that stuff. Like that's great. That bench unit is fine, but if you're not going to have Caruso, then that bench unit is already going to be changed anyway. So you kind of want to just maximize the lineups that you can. Uh, so, so I, I would probably start coups myself. The other thing too, that I would, I would maybe try to do is, like the the so the Lakers to this point, I I have thought have done a really good job of beating teams to the spot, right? And 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 those things, we haven't seen a ton of zone from the Lakers, if if any at all. Um, and I think like with AD is when AD is not there, like you don't need to do zone because zone is the kind of thing you trick teams into because you're lacking from a talent standpoint, right? But when you have AD, you're never lacking defensively from a talent standpoint. But when you don't have him out there and you do have lineups where Mark Gasol isn't particularly fast and, you know, it's like tonight was a bad KCP game, I thought. And if you don't quite have it, just throw the occasional, you know, like coming out of a timeout and stuff like that. Go drop into a zone just to kind of break the other team's rhythm occasionally, especially like, like OKC is such a bad shooting, bad jump shooting team that like you can get away with that a little bit. I'm not saying for any length of stretch or whatever, just, 
just, I don't know, just kind of just in situationally throw something, a different kind of look out there so that I would only mix that in on occasion. Yeah. That's something that I think Vogel is very much a man heavy scheme mm-hmm. guy. He believes in his man principles and for good reason. Right. And they, they've worked really, really well. They have. And he's done a hell of a job coaching this team on the defensive end these last two seasons. Um, and so I, like nothing what you, that you said there is wrong per se. I just don't think that Vogel is going to no. choose to go that route and instead is going to use these games as, you know, you can try out guys in different positions, different, uh, different rotations, you know, relative to talent, because ultimately I don't think come playoff time, we're going to go to a zone all that often. And if we do, AD will probably be a central figure in that uh, as well. So I'm a big believer in having multiple arrows in your quiver, multiple looks that you can go to. So I actually tend to go more toward your line of thought there is that, that, Hey, having a little bit of zone in your arsenal Mm -hmm. is something that's worth developing. But again, you know, Vogel last year when game six is one of the all time great defensive performances, right? Like some of the best defensive basketball you will ever see a team play. And part of that is because you only get to that that level. Yeah. You only get to that level by really mastering it over the course of a season. I would also argue when we play with this sort of malaise, we don't really accomplish much. And all we do is show, uh, I mean, maybe, and maybe this is valuable. We show areas where we're weak. We show the places that when we're not focused, where we tend to break down, there's a lot of like two guys going to one offensive player or blown pick and roll coverages that I see that, those are the mistakes we tend to make when we're not focused. Mm -hmm. And so that's good to know. And that gives Vogel, if nothing else, it gives Vogel something to zero in on, but I don't know, man, I have such a hard time with these because so much of it is that foundational, just energy and effort in a way that didn't really exist last season. Mm -hmm. And it also doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that we're going to be fine either. Right. This is why repeating is hard. And this is why three repeating is even harder. Right. Is that, (laughs) that it's very difficult at some point when you know you go to the the well you just don't have it anymore and that's Mm -hmm. something no matter how much talent that that you have I don't think this season's team is that that's the way that story ends although we'll see but I think we start to see we are seeing on a night-to-night basis how difficult it is the the season after you win a title to really get up for each game and and all of that especially a game like this yeah but yeah. they collect the win at the end of the day, man. We're what, 19 and six. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're, they're doing what needs to be done in terms of the results. But uh, I'm, to me, I'm in win, win collection mindset mm-hmm. until after the All-Star break. Yeah, after the I, All-Star break, games like this will start to become more and more unacceptable to me. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with all of that. The other thing, too, that I would maybe throw in there is I, I feel like the Lakers in this one, offensively didn't do their defense any any favors ton of turnovers getting into the sets like way late in the shot clock yeah all of these things the offensive rebounds we gave up Mm -hmm. the turnovers all of it goes back to like oh you guys aren't really mentally locked into this game yeah well i'm just saying like in terms of things that they could do to help their defense i know it's tough because like you know, it's focus and, and those are, those are, those are tough things to kind of overcome when they're the problem. But I I will say that, you know, if you're, if you're trying to find some way to help a defense that is lacking, it's, it's, (laughs) it's not just that AD is like the weight bearing columns, right? It's that he's also the roof 
and also some of like the perimeter fencing, you know, <laughs> he's just, he's so critical to what the Lakers do defensively that it's really hard to really find things on this roster that was tailored to be able to maximize him as a defender to make up for his, his not being there. I do think though, that the Lakers are talented enough offensively to make life a little less difficult than they have in the loss against Detroit. And then in this one uh, for their defense, whenever AD is out. So I like, I, I would, I would probably say that if they continue to play offense as inefficiently as, as they have without AD, that defense isn't getting any better anytime soon. Yeah. I mean, we, I know it was double overtime, but it was what a one thirty-five and against Detroit, and is I think we had one nineteen tonight. Mm-hmm. So I know the pace. I mean, we couldn't hit a damn shot, and of course the turnovers play into that. Uh, for but like it, it also it speaks to the caliber of team that we are, and that we go nine for thirty-eight from three, and yeah, we have those fifteen turnovers, and it's one hundred nineteen <laughs> yeah. in regulation, right? So, uh, and we've been missing a ton of free throws. It's just yeah, man. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Lakers podcast. Uh, Pete and I will be back tomorrow to uh, take you guys through a few more topics and get you guys ready for the rest of the games this week. Uh, we have a couple big ones on on the uh, on the horizon, so uh, should be a fun week of shows. We are kind of tweaking the schedule this week, so Pete and I are going uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday straight. Uh, recording Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for you guys. It's airing Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then and then Friday we have a, a special guest that I'm not going to give away quite yet because I don't want to jinx it. Until then, have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's. We'll talk to you tomorrow.